Tuesday, welcome in to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao alongside Maurice Patton, and we are live from Willowbrook Golf Course. As I can see, the I can see the the Willow or the Brook, depending on which way I lean. <laughs> here in Manchester, perspective is everything because I can see the Willow Brook. Yeah, we are at Bosky's Grill here at Willowbrook Golf Club in Manchester, Bosky's. where we Bosky's. Yeah, where we just wrapped up the District 9-4A Basketball Media Day, which Columbia Central and Spring Hill are now a part of, along with Coffee County, which was the host school. Yeah, we got to do something about that fly. That fly's got to go. Uh, yeah, Coffee County, um, Lincoln County, Shelbyville, and Warren County helped make up that new 16 district there. So, um some some new long road trips for Coffee County uh, for Columbia Central and Spring Hill, but yeah, we're we're over here for this, and it's crazy that we are what three weeks away from high school basketball. It seems like football season was just you know last week, so yeah, it's rough out here. It's hard out here for a high school sports journalist. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but excited for basketball season because the colder it gets, that means the closer we are to inside. Right. Yeah. Not opposed to that almost ever. So anyway, great, great show lined up for you. We've got, uh, WMSR radios, Josh Peterson, who's going to join us and talk about that district nine, four, a media day that just took place and talk a little bit about what, uh, what we can expect out of these these teams and and this district it's a completely different world from what we're used to so mm-hmm. this should be a lot of fun we've also got terry mccormick's titans report which has plenty to talk about as trade deadline looms and apparently there are plenty of folks being shopped if you're a Titans fan, you may not recognize this team by the time they play the Falcons. if you're a Titans fan with jerseys Hmm. Yeah. Just get your own jersey, put your name on it. Yeah. And just yeah. do that. Anyway, we'll also talk to Chip Walters uh, a little bit later about MTSU and what's going on. I think he, he's been at the beach. I don't know if he's still there or not, but if he is, we'll just have to live vicariously through him. Oh, most definitely. Anyway, we've got a little bit to get to, so we might as well do that. We've got a short but important rundown, so we'll give it to you now. This is The Rundown. 
Monday results from baseball. The Texas Rangers punched through to the World Series, their first appearance since 2011, with an 11-4 Game 7 victory over the host Houston Astros. And on the National League side, the Arizona Diamondbacks force a Game 7 with a 5-1 victory at Citizens Bank Park over the host Philadelphia Phillies. In the NFL, it was Minnesota 22, 49ers 17, and show of hands, who expected that? Yeah, zero people. No, no. Girl soccer action today. This is state tournament. It's actually tomorrow. I'm sorry. It's actually t- tomorrow. This is tomorrow before we Oh, okay. Air. This I is apologize. tomorrow. Okay, that explains it then. Okay, so state girl soccer tournament action tomorrow before we come on the air. These are all 1.30 starts of local interests. Signal Mountain takes on Hume Fog. Merrill Hyde faces Madison Academic, and Ravenwood faces Oakland. Again, those are all 1.30 starts, and those will all be played at the Richard Siegel Soccer Complex over in Murfreesboro. Uh, we'll have more as the week progresses. We will, in fact. Major League Baseball tonight at 7.07 on TBS. It is Game 7, the Diamondbacks and the Phillies in Philadelphia. NBA season tips off tonight officially with a doubleheader on TNT. The Lakers are at the Nuggets at the 6.30 tip on TNT. And at 9 o'clock, it's the Phoenix Suns at the Golden State Warriors. NHL action tonight at Bridgestone Arena at 8.15 p.m. on Valley Sports South. It's Vancouver at football hashtag weekday CUSA action at 6 o'clock on CBS Sports Network. New Mexico State is at Louisiana Tech and Liberty is at Western Kentucky at 6.30 tonight on ESPNU. And if I had nothing else to do, I would have gone to this game. It was It's going to be a great one. I'm looking forward to watching it on the U. But that is Folkshire Rundown. Top stories brought to you by our friends at Piggly Wiggly, Neely's Mill Shopping Center in Columbia. Make sure to go see the fine folks there if you're looking for daily lunch specials. They've got meats, vegetables, cobblers, of course, fresh hand-cut meats as well. Don't forget uh, the great produce. And everything is cost plus 10% at the register, so make sure to go see them uh, at Piggly Wiggly and Neely's Mill Shopping Center in Columbia. I bet they also sell flops waters at Big Blue Wiggly. I am done with the swap. <laughs> we need to go to break so Chris can take care of this. Flop. I can't take care. I've tried it. It won't land. Smart fly. Clearly. <laughs> Gee, Merry Christmas, man. This is this is something else. Mm, anyway, top story and. Our top story is, I don't know that it's a certainty, because I started seeing this on um, various social media channels last night, but it sounds as if last night's 11-4 loss will be the final game of Dusty Baker's managerial career. Yeah, I, I mean, ath- the athletics reporting it through allegedly sources. Yeah, yeah the athletic um, around midnight last night, roughly. 
Dusty Baker tells multiple people that 2023 is his final season as Astros manager, according to sources um, expressed to multiple people inside and outside of the Houston Astros organization. But um, declined comment when asked by the athletic if he had told people in the game that this was his last season. Dusty's 74. I don't know how many people realize that. Um, but um, that's that's what's being reported. Supposedly, this is his last season. I mean, it would make sense if that is indeed the case. Well, his, his and his contract's up. So, I mean, here's the thing about you know him retiring. There is a lot of open jobs in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that kind of puts you in a situation of, well, then where do we go from here if you're Houston? So, I don't know. Maybe they try to entice him to stick around one more year. I don't know. I'm not sure it's necessary, but... Not sure it's necessary, what, for him to leave? For, or- for Houston to, you know... To try and entice him. If he wants to go, let him go. Well, I mean, I, you feel like, you feel like one, I think Dusty Baker leaves Houston in a way better situation than they were in when he got there. Because they were coming out of some, you know, some controversy. They needed some, <laughs> they, they, they needed some image rehab in a big way. Um, I think Dusty helped with that while at the same time, you know, keeping them competitive, obviously. Um, so I think if he leaves, I think he's accomplished everything that the Astros really wanted him to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he, won, he won the World Series. Of course, they probably would have liked to have won a couple more since they got there, you know, twice more. But, you know, it is what it is. Sure. It's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to win the World Series. It is a hard thing. <laughs> it is a hard thing to win a World Series, um, as we can attest, and as I'm hoping that somebody else will be able to attest after tonight. No doubt. Hashtag come sit with us. If Dusty retires, Bob Melvin won't be managing the Astros because he has joined the San Francisco Giants. Sources have confirmed to ESPN. Mm. Okay. Now, that's interesting because the San Francisco Giants um, interviewed one of their assistant coaches last week. Um, Alyssa Nakin, Nakin, N-A-K-K-E-N, who was the first woman to interview for a Major League Baseball managerial position. And... I guess they decided to go in a different direction. Well, you know, the Padres and Bob Melvin have not had a perfectly symbiotic relationship. No, they have not. Not necessarily through any fault of Bob Melvin, I don't think. No, I mean, it's... I mean, I I, I just don't know that you can um, lay all of the blame for the Padres 
underachieving 2023 season at Bob Melvin's feet. A.J. Preller is in his ninth year with the Padres and is about to hire his fifth manager. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, okay. Are, are, are you sure? If he gets to hire them, <laughs> it would be the fifth and, time he's hired one in nine years. And that that, doesn't, that's my next question. I don't think so. I, I mean, don't think he survives. May, maybe, maybe it's the person doing the hiring. Okay, but five in nine years? But hear me out. No, no, stop. That's not even one every two years, dude. <laughs> I know it. That's it's wild. AJ Preller is getting ready to hire his fifth manager in nine years. How do you let AJ Preller hire his fifth manager in nine years? Well, it, well, if they were going to fire AJ Preller, it should have already been done. Why did they? Why? Why did they give the Giants permission to interview? Bob Melvin? Bob Melvin. Because they knew they were both gone? But if you're getting rid of Preller, then that takes care of the Bob Melvin issue. Maybe you just want a clean slate on both ends. Maybe you're going to hire a GM and let him hire his manager. That's probably a good idea. Man, the Padres. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the Mets managerial position is still open. First one to be open. Yeah. Yeah. Mets going Mets. I will be shocked if Gabe Kapler is not the New York Mets manager next year. Shocked. And so sweet tea would be great. Actually. Sure, that would be. Yes. So we are, you know, thank you to the staff here at Bosky's mm -hmm. who are taking great care of us, clearly. So. But yeah, this Timing is. isn't the greatest. That's, but, hey, look, we don't care. <laughs> we'll take PT anytime we can get it. Well, there is a. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, this is. What the, openings are there? Okay. So Apparently, the Padres is open. The, clearly, the Padres are open. The Giants are not. The Giants. Uh, the, no, the Giants are no longer open. The Padres, and if Dusty retires, the Astros. The Mets. Technically, the Brewers. Because Craig Council's contract is up. Right. And a new contract has not been announced. Right. So technically, it's an open position. And the estimates. Is that it? I think that's it. Well, that's not so bad for the Padres. <laughs> oh, the Angels. The Angels. Are the Angels... Yeah, the Angels are open, and apparently Buck Showalter is a candidate. Did Mark Sosha? I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know. I, I just, on MLB.com 30 minutes ago, mm -hmm. uh, Showalter candidate for Angels manager Very from good. sources. So John Paul Morosi reporting that former Mets manager Buck Showalter is a candidate to become the Angels' next manager. Showalter has a connection to the Angels' general manager, Perry uh, Manassian, mm -hmm. who was a scout and coaching assistant with the Rangers while Shell Walter served as his manager from 03 to 06. So there you go. Uh, when did the Angels come up? That's a great question because I didn't know. Uh, oh, uh, Terry Francona retired too. The Guardians. That's right. Are open. The Guardians are open. Yeah. Again, 
When did the angels come open? That's a, I honestly do not know. Oh, okay. Oh, good God. I said Mike Sosha. Okay, what happened? Phil Nevin took over as the Angels interim manager for the final 106 games uh, of 2022, replacing Joe Madden. Had the interim tag removed when he signed a one-year deal to manage the team in 2023. The Halos declined Nevin's 2024 club option after they went 119-149 over parts of two seasons under his stewardship. So Phil Nevin is gone from the Angels. I, I told you a couple of weeks ago. But it was I, just a one-year deal. Yeah. So technically, they didn't they just fire didn't re- They just they didn't renew so That's why we didn't know it was open. Okay. So, yeah. So it came open at the end of the year when they did not extend or re-sign. Yeah. So, again, like you said, the Angels, the Giants, which is no longer, but the Padres, the Guardians, and the Mets. And the Brewers and the Astros, potentially. Possibly on both counts. Now, again, the new, um, the Mets' new president comes from Milwaukee. So there are some connecting those dots between him and Craig Council, former Brewers manager. But that's interesting. As a Braves fan, don't love that. What? Craig Council with the Mets. Yeah. I actually like Craig Council. I think he's a pretty competent guy. I think he's done a great job yeah, I in think Milwaukee. He's done a great job in Milwaukee. And so But here here's a question that I would ask, and the question that I think anybody considering the Mets managerial position. Why do I want to manage that team? Well, and yeah, I mean, it's going to be a, you know, who are these guys kind of situation for a while. It's going to be, you know, Lou Brown call, call the guy down at the tire shop because, you know, that's about the only guy you're going to get willing to do, take, the, take the job. <laughs> but if you get a long enough contract and, you know, and, you're, and, and you say, look, I, I'll come, but you're going to have to, you know, I'm going to have to be here long enough to see this thing through. <laughs> this Flavor Flav once said. They got to pay me, boy. I mean, <laughs> there's that. You know what? As a as a thought here, what about what about a guy who you know who is a lifetime minor league guy who will understand how to maneuver those young guys? You know, I think under normal circumstances, that would be something that would make sense in a market that's not New York. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't think I don't think a career minor league manager goes over very well in New York. I don't think that's something that you know goes well on the back cover, as they like to say. Uh, I just think that they feel like they should be able. You know, yeah. You, you know how we talk about certain power five football programs that feel like they should be able to hire an established head coach. Well, I think it's the same thing with the Mets. You know, never mind that potential, never mind that potentially the best manager in that division 
is a guy who had never managed before and was hired midseason, and that's Rob Thompson at Philadelphia. So it'll be interesting to watch that Mets situation play out. But like you said, um, also the Padres and also the Rangers. The Rangers, um, not the Rangers, I'm sorry, the Astros. I mean, again, if Dusty is gone, they shouldn't have much trouble filling that, should they? No, I mean, seven straight trips to the ALCS is pretty hard to turn down. I mean, there's a little pressure there, I guess, but I'd rather have that pressure than trying to get over 500. Yeah. So. Brandon Fat will start game seven tonight for the D-backs, which, by the way, have a, a you know, in, in their style guide, there is a, a, a specific way. It is, a pronunciation? It is D, capital D, little backs. Uh, oh, capital, capital, no apostrophe? No, no, no apostrophe, no hyphen, no nothing. Capital D, little backs. That is their style guide. That's interesting. Don't know why it took us 25 years to get that. Well, we've been learning all sorts of things today. We have. Um, um, speaking of learning things, fun fact, this will be the first game seven in Philadelphia Phillies history. I was going to say it's just a fact until someone else decides it's fun, but it is fun. <laughs> no, it's a pretty fun That's fact. A fun fact. In, game in, seven. Never. How about the how about the Phillies fans just dipping last night? I hope they best dip fans in baseball. I, I hope they dip tonight. And the best punk season atmosphere ever. Yeah, as they're walking out the door, great postseason atmosphere, folks. Wow. I hope they dip tonight. I hope so too. Yeah. All right, let's we, take a break. We because... probably should because our next guest is waiting. He's over here patiently. I hope. I hope. Well, he was retweeting us. For at least for a second. Okay. So we'll take we'll take retweets all day long. No doubt. But Josh Peterson of Thunder Radio will join us here in just a moment. So stick around. Main Street Sports today is presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll come back to the Mobile League Company Studio right after this. <laughs> Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customer success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. 
We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated cost plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao and Maurice Patton here live from the Willowbrook Golf Course in Manchester and Bosley? Bosky's. Bosky's. Bosky's with a K. Or Bosley if you're looking for a hair product. If you're like me and you have a bald spot, feel free to call Bosky's. Bosky's. So it's a great little, great great sweet tea, if nothing else. Oh, well. That hamburger was really good. Mm -hmm. Yep, that was solid. It's been a solid day and will continue to be solid as we are now joined by Thunder Radio's Josh Peterson, who is pretty instrumental in putting this on, apparently. Josh, um, one, thanks for joining us. And two, this is something that you all previously did as District 8 AAA, I guess. Yeah, Maurice, thank you for having me. I appreciate uh, you letting me have a little bit of time with you. We Thunder Radio did help start organize this. I think at the end of District Eight AAA, that wasn't going to be me. That's going to be Dennis Weaver who mm-hmm. was doing that then. The um, late Dennis. The late Weaver. Dennis Weaver, one of the one of the greats, and and we strive every day to continue to try to bring sports coverage to what he think would think I think is an acceptable level. Um, not good, but acceptable, and so <laughs> just as best we can. But then we did it with District Six Four A uh, for a couple of years, and then you know we continue it and. Um, a couple of years ago, WCDT out of Franklin County hosted, yeah. and we we traveled, and we were glad. And we, the idea was to, you know, travel it around through the different mm-hmm. towns, but it um, the TWSWA likes to shake the districts up so much we can't do that. So basically, wherever Coffee County is is it's hosting media it, day. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It, yeah, but we love it. We we have a good time with it. And so this year, with this being the first year of reclassification. Columbia Central and Spring Hill are in District 9-4A, along with, again, Coffee County, Lincoln County, Shelbyville, Warren County. So that's how we wind up here. And 
you had pretty good turnout. I think 11 of the 12 teams, boys and girls, were represented. Yes. Yeah, I think everybody was pretty much everybody was here, like you said, 11 of the 12. Um, and that's kind of what we expected. It takes a little bit of time to, to get the word out and get the media here. Um, you know, because I feel I feel like I think it's a great thing for high school athletics, you know, to be able to put on events like this. You know, we did it for football before. We did not do it this year. Um, this has been more consistent with basketball, actually, than football. That basketball in Coffee County has become such a big thing the past five, six, seven years, really. You know, for a long time. You go back to the 90s when mm-hmm. the girls won a state championship. It's been big since then. But um, Joe Pat Cope has done such an excellent job with the girls program and then just keeps so, so much energy and focus on it that you can't help but kind of jump on board and, and want to be a part of that. And, you know, we're about highlighting student athletes here in, in Coffee County. And if we can help the surrounding counties and communities too, that's great. I think, um, like you said, I think it's a great event to highlight high school sports, high school athletes. And, and so kudos to those um, programs, those institutions that, that sent their coaches and kids down for it um one of the things that you did during the media day festivities was compile a preseason poll um one by the coaches one by the media and were you surprised at how similar these were no not not too much um I didn't really know what to expect, and we didn't hear from Spring Hills boys. So, mm-hmm. and so these preseason polls, you know, in anything, whether it's all the way up to the NBA or or NFL or SEC football, to, throwing uh, darts, it doesn't matter. You just yeah. don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a pretty good idea about some teams. But there's a lot of unknowns in this district. I like I like it. Columbia is going to be an excellent addition, uh, having them back on. Um, you know, we kind of. Coffee County kind of got lucky missing out on, on them in the past couple of years. They've gotten better mm-hmm. on the girls' side. Right. Um, and the boys' side, I'm sure, will follow. Um, I don't know a lot about Spring Hill. But, yeah, I'm a little surprised, a little surprised that they're that similar, but not too much. You know, the coaches and media, they talk, they mingle. They, they kind of think, I think, along the same lines. I think on the boys' side, there were some differences. There were, there were, the, the boys was a little bit more different than the girls between – the media's poll and the coaches poll on the girls side um coffee county appears to be the clear-cut number one and i guess coming <laughs> off a 30 not. and three record and um lips going to commit olivia vinson who will be rejoining her do- her her sister her sister yeah bella she would yeah. rejoin her but bella be gone well bella uh, I, I didn't realize there was that much olivia's just going to be a between. junior she's not a senior she committed already. She's not going to sign until next year. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And surprise and so everybody. did they never play together in high they school? They never played together. No, sir. No, I would have loved to have watched that. I'm sure a lot of people would have. No, um, I'm sure a lot of people would not have. Well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Far more would not have. <laughs> yes. yeah. But the Abella will, will be a, a junior this year at Lipscomb. Olivia is a junior this year at Coffee County. So they won't, okay. they won't play together. But she is following her. And, and Coffee County is going to be, you know, they're going to be very good. Um Again, it's a tougher district. Lincoln County plays Coffee County tight no matter what year it is. I'm sure. Um, you know, Bella had to hit a game winner against them her junior year, you know, at home. You know, they, they've always played them tight. Uh, Columbia is a tough trip. It's going to be tougher than I think people realize. But, you know, Coffee County's made, I don't say a living, but it's been a past few years where they win 28, 30, 32 ball games 
and it can't get past the region semifinal. I think they don't care so much about those 30 wins. I think they care much about that last one. They want to keep going. We can relate to yeah. that. I think I, I actually think all three of us sitting here are Braves fans. So we are. We, so we can relate to. I heard y'all talking the, managers earlier. The regular season not man, mattering. Yeah. Uh, Lincoln County number two, both media and coaches on the girls' side. Chad Tips and the Lady Falcons. Um, had a nice season in eight three A last year, moving up this time around. Columbia Central's girls picked third by both the coaches and the media. Um, Warren County's girls, um, the number four team, Shelbyville five and Spring Hill six in both. On the boys' side, this is where it gets kind of crazy because we heard from former Columbia Central assistant and first-year coach Brandon Levier. 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 That you apparently pulled out of him because nobody, we didn't we, know. We've been calling him Brandon Levier. Like everyone else because that's <laughs> what everyone called it. So thank you for asking. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, the Lions picked number one among coaches. After going seven and twenty-one, I'm a little surprised year. by that. Yes, I, I saw that too. And you know, coaches tend to know a little more. They've seen them over the summer. They know the kind of athletes they have. And I think Warren County coach Fish was talking about seeing some of those guys with, playing with his the son. Marathon. Yeah, yeah, AAU has kind of made the world a smaller place. They know each other. So I would say the coaches may know a little something more than us, us simple media folks. It wouldn't do. take much, but um. Again, Columbia picked number one among coaches, followed by Coffee County and Warren County. Now, in the media's poll, Warren County is one, Coffee County is two, Columbia is three. So it mixes it up a little bit up there amongst those three. But it's those three, still those three in the top. I, I'm not surprised by that. I, Warren County has a lot back, and uh, Coffee County's got a, not a lot back, but they got two really key pieces back. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious to see how they mesh. Um, the bottom half, Shovel Spring Hill, and Lincoln County. But um, Lincoln County, well, they all three tied yeah, in the coaches' a, poll. It was a tie, yes. And it's Shelbyville, Spring Hill, and Lincoln County in that order in the media poll. Both Spring Hill and Lincoln County tied. So, um, yeah, I didn't have I, a good tiebreaker for that. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. But I'll say all that to say this. It's going to be a pretty competitive district, it feels like. I feel like that, too. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, I Gotten to where basketball is probably one of my favorite ones to cover. We enjoy it. Uh, on the girls' side, we were talking about it. I think three teams won a district championship last year. Coffee County, Lincoln County, and Columbia. And then Warren County tied for first in the regular season now in District 6. So really a three-slash-four district championship-level teams in that girls' side from last year. Right. Combining these districts the way they did. So that's going to be very competitive. You know, and as you pointed out during – the, the media day festivity last year at district six was like, are we good yeah district six four a was a four-team district yes so everybody advanced to the region um it's a six-team district this time around so somebody's going to get left home they are and i didn't know how they were going to shake it out and they kind of let it out i guess the top two teams in the regular season will get an automatic bid. Mm -hmm. and then three will they will play six and four will play five i like that yeah because they give some level of of importance to the regular season mm -hmm. but it doesn't it still gives you can still play your way in right in the tournament yeah. so i do like that i think it's going to be a great year a lot of good basketball to be played and if, i feel like it's going to be one of those years especially on the boys side you know when you look at you're playing 10 district games, 
you know, six and four may win it. I don't know that it's going to be a nine and one kind of year. Mm-hmm. Um, do we know where the district tournament is? Coffee County. Right here. Enjoy your trip. I'll get you some hotel rates. Don't say it if you don't mean it. I am 90% sure it's at Coffee County. I was told that, and I don't know why I'm thinking that, but I'm pretty sure it's. Well, then you may be the District 9-4A beat writer that weekend. That's where reclassification works out well for us, Maurice, because we start off in alphabetical order in Coffee County. We'll get the district tournament, and then in two years, they'll reclassify, and we'll get it again. There you go. I like it. There's method to your madness. Yeah, I don't pick. Yeah. Josh Peterson of Thunder Radio joining us here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Yeah, Josh, you know, we were talking about how crazy it is that high school basketball season is around the corner. And that's what we, you know, obviously that's why we're here today, but you know, it's, it's always this time of year in football season where you start, you know, with if then statements and and playoff scenarios and whatnot. And coffee County had a great year last year and has, you know, has struggled a little bit more this year. What, what, Tell us a little bit about what's going on in the football side of things, right? I don't know if we have enough time. You know, it, it's been a it's been a rough year for those guys, and um, you know I, I hate it. That's a really good senior class. It's a small senior class. I think there's only ten of them, um, but they were a big part of the success they had last year. Um, you know they won what nine games last year, got into the playoffs. Really, you know, right there against Blackman there in the second round, just lost by what 35-31, I think, um, in the second round. This year, it just, you know, things fell apart very early on. Um, when you have a coaching change two or three weeks into the season, that's not ideal for anybody. I think the surprise for me, at least, and I think a lot of people here, it, what hurts, sometimes you can see it coming. Okay, it's going to be a rough year. This is going to be a good year. I don't think anybody saw this coming. I, I looked at Coffee County in the offseason and said I thought they were a five or a six win team. And, um, and that's. I'm glad I didn't bet any money on that. That's not how that's worked out. And they're great kids. Uh, the, you know, the quarterback got hurt early. Cole Pippinger um, had shoulder surgery. He's a Mississippi State commit in baseball, and I think he's going to focus a lot on his on his baseball career. And, um, you know, offensive line injuries really, really dinged them up. And then when that happened, they had a system set up around a lot of zone read, a lot of outside zone. And all of a sudden they don't have a quarterback that can run that. And they, they completely transitioned their offense in season to a power eye kind of team and it's just taken a lot of time and they've actually gotten a little better at it but they just you're doing that in season and you're doing that in the sec of high school football in that murfreesboro well, region and that's what i was going to say is you guys have played the you know in probably the toughest region in the highest classification and so you've seen all of these teams the oaklands the riverdales you even saw i mean you saw Tullahoma early in the year and Paige. I mean, you've seen a lot of really strong football teams. What's uh, what's your read on this region outside of Oakland? And, you know, do, because Maryville just beat Alcoa. I saw that. By the way. Talk about salvaging a season. That's, that's one way to do it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you could potentially see these teams matching up in the third round because – this is this is like you said the SEC of high school football. Oakland is very good. I don't know that it's the best that we've seen out of them. They're good, but from watching them play, 
it's hard to tell. I, I don't, you know, Coffee County was up there a couple of weeks ago. I feel like they were tinkering with things when we were there. I don't know if we were getting their full boat of, of stuff. Very, very physical up front. I don't know if their secondary is all the, as good as they've been before. I would be surprised to see them be exposed there a little bit. Uh, Coffee County was actually able to have a little success through the air. So I think there's some, some weak points. But really, uh, 6A doesn't really seem like there is anybody there to fill that void. I think that's still Oakland's to, to lose. Man, o- Oakland and Bradley Central looks really Bradley good. Bradley Central does look good. So that semifinal should be interesting. I, I don't know, man. I'm just I'm excited about about football season. But again, Coffee I would County be I, I, I would be careful. Assuming that that's open, Bradley Central. I would too. Uh, yeah, no, I, mean, I mean, with Maribel just having open. beaten Alcoa last week. I think it's I think it's as wide open as it's ever been on that side. It of, is. Of that bracket. And and that quarterfinal bracket. Yeah. So I, I think it's going to be really interesting to watch and, and and see. But hopefully, if you're looking for the best matchup, <laughs> you know, hopefully it's Bradley Central. But anyway, you know, I, I just football season is is obviously. Uh, what we're all thinking about, but man, you get a bunch of basketball players into into a building like this and start talking about hoops and you hear the names of the players, you know, it's, it just kind of gets me excited. Sure. You can can hear it. You can smell the popcorn. You can, you can hear this, the squeals of the gym floor. You can hear the bouncing of the balls and the rim shaking. This is going to be a good season. And one of the things that you hit on, Josh, during your um, moderation of Media Day, the number of multi-sport athletes was really impressive. Again, I've I've always been fascinated <laughs> yeah. by that, and, and I loved hearing co- his his natural reaction to <laughs> to, to Columbia Central's girls in particular. <laughs> Columbia Central's girls feature um, Kiana Edwards, who in her second year of rugby has been named to a national team that will compete in New Zealand here in a couple of months. <laughs> and, and she wasn't even going to tell me. Nobody. Yeah, her coach I, I well, rugby. she wasn't going to. T- I play rugby. Yeah. Oh, okay, Not cool. For Team USA. She was, she was the state MVP, right? She was mm-hmm. the MVP of the state ter- state championship game. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, scored well, it, like 47 bazillion points in the, this season. And and then <laughs> the point guard, Savaya Morgan, yeah. is signing two weeks from tomorrow with the University of Tennessee for softball. I know. That's what I was telling my wife earlier. I said, she's not just going to sign to some random place. She's going to go sign at a national power. Yeah, she's num- num- number, 10, number 10 ranked prospect in the country. Yeah. In her class. I can't wait to see her play softball in spring. Yeah. You know, get, to, get to see that as they, well. They kind of snuck those in they on did. you, huh? You, you're going to have to start getting bios in advance. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, that's what's interesting about these media days. You know, like a lot of Coffee County's athletes, you know, I obviously know them. I'm around them. We have a coaches show every Saturday. I know them pretty intimately. I don't know these other kids as well. I know some of them because we've seen them year over year, but it's it's fun to get to know them and you show up to the gym to broadcast their place and they know you and you know them and you got a little bit of of um, a friendliness there too. And obviously we're kind of a, a hometown station and we're homers in our broadcast, but you know we we wish them well and and we like and, to see them compete. And like you said, you get a little nugget for that broadcast. Sure, absolutely. That's great when you can sit there yeah. and talk about how she's going to be a you know or just got done playing you know in the in the it, national. It, in New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. World traveler. Yeah. She'll be getting a passport here pretty soon. I hope presume. she doesn't go to the Columbia post office to get it. Oh, oh, I'm going to leave yeah. that one alone. Um, yeah. 
Josh Peterson, Thunder Radio. Josh, tell people how they can find you and what all you have going on. Absolutely. There's, of course, a bunch of different ways. If you're in our general terrestrial area, we've got a few different uh, ways, 1320 AM, 1079 FM. Um, but, you know, in today's world, you got to get out further than that. Thunder1320.com is the easiest way. You can listen to us live. You can see our coverage. We we treat that as much as we can. Um, we're not just radio. We try to write stories. We cover the sports teams. All of our podcasts are there um, for most of our shows. So that's that's a great way to find us. We're hyper-local. Um, but we do have some other things there. We're a Braves affiliate. We're a Predators affiliate. So we, we carry them and some of their news as well. And a Titans affiliate. Sunday should be interesting. It should be. <laughs> see who's left. Yeah, exactly. Let's see who, we'll see who trots out there. Yeah. Well, my sponsor's already agreed. So they're, they're stuck, <laughs> there you stuck, go. They're like it or not, yes. they're still in. You signed up. Uh, signed for a year. Yes. <laughs> Josh, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for taking time with us, and thanks for putting this on. It's been a fantastic event. Thank you all for having me. I appreciate it so much. Absolutely. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, college football, we didn't finish our discussions from yesterday. So we've got we've – got, Five or six topics we haven't gotten gotten to broach yet, so let's do it. Let's do it. Right here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We're back to the Lee Company studio after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones & Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, again, Maurice Patton, as most times, not always, but 
Most times. Most times he's here. Almost. Most times I'm here. Almost always yeah. we're both here. Almost always. When yeah. we're not. Except when we're not. Yeah. We're we're doing whatever we can to make it work. And that's <laughs> that's what we do. Nice putt there by the gentleman on 18. See if his buddy can match him here. Oh, we're going to take the flag out for this one. This one's from about six foot, and he misses left. That's yeah. unfortunate. That is unfortunate. Yeah, is, 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 he thought Drive it was for a, show, he, putt for dough, and he, he got none. A, he thought it was a gimme, and he was going to go over there and tap it in, but his his buddy in the red hat here nope. Nope. misses. He comes oh. up short, too. Oh. Both of them tap it in for the gimme. Tap, tap, tap. It just tap it Well, in. guys, that was a good one. I guess we know who won, huh? Yeah, the, the guy who put it. <laughs> Let's talk a little college football. We've got a few minutes here as we dive into some of the topics that we didn't get to get to yesterday. Felt like there were a few. There were at least three. Mm -hmm. And we'll start with Michigan, the staffer, which was... Stallion, Connors, uh, Stallion. I, is it st it with one L? Stallion? Well, it's one L, yeah, so that so kind of threw me off a little bit. I, no but idea. yeah, that's Stallions minus an L. I don't know how you pronounce it. It's sort of like Levier. There you go. Well, um, I guess the other L is the one he gave to Michigan when he decided to buy tickets. <laughs> it, to... it was Stallions, but he <laughs> gave Michigan that extra L. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's about to give them plenty. I got a feeling because here, uh, first of all, I would like to say that I am not against sign stealing as a general rule. I'm not against it. I think it's, it's part of the game. If I think if it's absolutely part of the game. And if you are stupid enough to be so simplistic in your sign giving that I can pick up on them or, then, well, I mean, not necessarily pick up on them because I, he was going to games and he was studying these signs. Okay. So I, I can I can understand. I'm not necessarily against sign stealing as a as a general, as a general concept. That being said, and yes, opponents should have changed their signs or whatever. Maybe maybe they should have. I don't know. My my this is my one take on this. It's against the rules, okay? Which means that coaches should have at least some level of expectation, some level of reasonable expectation that, that no, their signs are not, are being, not being stolen. stolen. And so because it's illegal. That you know, maybe you don't change your maybe you do change your wristband for you know for for Rutgers, but maybe you only have three wristbands. And so game one, two, and three have different wristbands, but game four, five, and six have the same wristbands from one, two, and three, just in a different order or whatever. I, I don't know. I'm just saying that it's against the rules. I should be able to reasonably expect that my signs have not been stolen by someone who has scouted me in person elsewhere. Now, you do it during the game. You figure it out during the game, that's by all means that is that is inside the rules and you go for it, kid. Mm. But I don't know if you've seen this 
this video of Stallion or Stallion or whatever, <laughs> Mr. Staffer, mm-hmm. standing next to Jim Harbaugh on o- Ohio State's first drive last year. They look to the uh, Ohio State looks to the sideline to get the signal. And Stallion is standing next to Harbaugh, gives him the play, gives him the play, and they make a change on defense. Like they make that they start signaling their defense. Oh well. So that's pretty bad. So so plausible deniability kind of goes out the window for Michigan on this one, then, right? It's not like they didn't know. I don't. I don't think so. I, I think it's. I think it's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is from Adam King of CBS Ten. In probably, yeah, probably Columbus. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Go figure. Quite likely. <laughs> but but it's bad. It's it's not out of East Lansing, or or Ann Arbor. Excuse me. Yeah. No, no, they're they're definitely not reporting this. But anyway, I, I'm not against sign stealing as a general premise. I want people to understand that. But I do think that if there if it is against the rules, and I have a general expectation or reasonable expectation of privacy, like which is kind of a legal term, right. <laughs> then I should not. I, then, then if someone breaks that rule, they should be punished for it some way. Wonder if that's why TCU was able to score against against Michigan as easily as they were because they did not scout them in person and did not get their signs. Just saying. Not saying. Michigan. Michigan beats Ohio State two years in a row. I mean, th- this is the revelation that kind of calls into question everything that Michigan's done everything. here of late. Because they went from being underachieving mediocre under Harbaugh to national championship caliber. caliber. Yes. And it ain't because he's sleeping over at recruits' houses. It's not because he's taking them to lunch. Either. And it ain't because he's taking them to lunch. Hmm. That's interesting, and it's, un- um, and it's unfortunate. It is because this is this is going to completely undermine any any level of In any success, success that they have. That oh well, have. did they steal those folks' signs? I think they did. Or in a game, they, oh, they must not have had their signs, and it taints everything they do. Either way, but and this is not just. Ohio State. I mean, this is uh, Rutgers. Greg Shiano clearly knew something Mm, at halftime of that game. Yeah, clearly. So, Oklahoma and Texas both struggle. Was it just one of those weeks in the Big Twelve? Because both of them struggle against newcomers. Texas had to had to get not only a stop late, but some help to get that stop. I'm just saying, it's a little bit of help. I think, for whatever reason, a lot of the haves seem to have come back to the pack this year. I mean, we've talked about folks struggling 
all year that you coming into the year didn't necessarily expect to struggle. The parity in college football is there. And and so I don't know that it was a one-week thing. I mean, some of the games, who was it I was watching late Saturday night? Arizona State. In Washington. Washington. Yeah. Act 12 after dark, man. I told you. <laughs> you sure did. You sure did. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. kind of what I was sitting there stewing about between dozing. <laughs> it's like, you know what? I'm just going to go to sleep on this. And, and was it 15, that's 15, seven, the final? Yeah, it was, it was tough to watch. But I mean, people are coming back to the pack. I mean, I don't, I don't know how else you explain it. It's just, and it's happening week after week after week. Yep. And that's the thing. And then you look at you look at the ACC. Because it was an almost a very bad no good weekend for them. If Duke had beaten Florida State. Well, and if Riley and Leonard Riley doesn't re doesn't reaggravate that ankle injury, they are they right do. there. Yeah. And so, you know, Virginia beats previously unbeaten North Carolina, which we mentioned yesterday. Mm-hmm. Clemson falls to Miami, which we said all season could happen. But they did it without their quarterback. You know, Van Dyke is, was out. Right. He's you know, right. he's gonna be back this week, but I mean but and then Florida State survived. Survived. But it just seems like and, and of course Utah, USC, we talked a little bit about, you know, Caleb Williams yesterday. This This is such a 2007 vibes season. Mm-hmm. We're going to have two lost LSU win the national title. That was a crazy year. I, I mean, if James Madison is the only undefeated team in the country at the end of this thing, <laughs> how wild will that be? Because that's what it feels like we're headed to. It feels like even Georgia's going to slip up somewhere. Obviously, Michigan may be. Forfeiting all their wins. Who knows? <laughs> Where is Georgia going to slip up? Because it ain't going to be in Knoxville. I don't necessarily. I don't. I don't agree with that. I. I, I think Tennessee is a different football team in Knoxville, yeah. and and I think their defense is is too good. And if Brock Bowers ain't playing, I don't know that Georgia will score more than fourteen points. I'm not sure they will score fourteen points. That being said, could be Knoxville. It could be. The SEC championship game. It could be. It, it could be in Jacksonville against Florida. I'm telling you, Florida is a little bit better than we give them credit for, and it's their Super Bowl. So, I, I just feel like everybody is going to lose somewhere, and then we're going to be in the biggest everybody nail except, of a hess. Everybody except JMU, huh? We're going to be in a bad situation. So Georgia plays Florida in Jacksonville this weekend. This weekend. Um, At home against Missouri. See, if that was in Missouri, I'd I'd tell you that would be a... But we saw what happened last year in Missouri. That's what I'm saying. If it was at Missouri, and Missouri's much better than they were last year. Yeah. At home against Ole Miss. I think that's a game they could lose. As, As good as Ole Miss's offense is, they can outscore them. At Tennessee. And then at Georgia Tech. There are three games in a row that they could, could lose. potentially lose. Well, four, I guess. Uh, the, each of these next four, conceivably. 
I'm telling you, just because of the parody, then it's not because Georgia is is not any good. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that the way that this college football season has gone, the way that everything is just, you know, you never know what's going to happen week in, week out. Certainly. Watch out. It's been a fun year, and it's only getting better. Yeah. Now that the kind of the cream is rising, but not very high. But well, not not su- yeah. It's it, it's it's kind of it's not separating. Right. It, it's <laughs> rising, but it's not quite all the way to the top. Mm-hmm. So this is this is going to be a a fantastic finish to the college football season. We're going to take a quick break. Terry McCormick is standing by, and we have. Your daily Titans report coming up in just a moment, but boy, can't wait to ask Terry about this press conference. <laughs> it's apparently a doozy. Stick around, Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Barn Joint. Back after this. It's the biggest racing show of the year, Friday through Sunday, November 3rd through 5th at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Six fast-paced divisions of racing on the quarter mile Friday night. Pole qualifying in three big feature events Saturday night. And the Curb Records Big Machine Vodka Spike Coolers Fall American 400 on Sunday afternoon. Racing starts at 6.30 Friday, 5 o'clock Saturday, and 1 o'clock Sunday. Tickets available at NashvilleFairgroundSpeedway.racing or at the gate on race day. It's the 39th All-American 400 weekend, Friday through Sunday, November 3rd through 5th. Get your tickets now. He shoots, and he scores! Since 1975, Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint Clinic. back in time now for your daily titans report powered by zen sports terry what's up well guys it is your daily titans report and it's powered by zen sports which is changing the bonus game for the better and i'm i bet you guys can't guess what the first topic of conversation was at the Vrabel's press conference today (laughs) i can guess what the topic of conversation was and apparently the the response yeah. Some said questions was a little hostile. Terry, was Mike in a particularly chippy mood today? Right off kind of that way. I think he was, you know, very disappointed at the reality of dealing Kevin Byron away. But uh, the mood lightened up a little bit toward the end of it. But uh, it just felt like that there was just kind of a a depressed mood around everybody there that spoke today. It was Brable, followed by Derrick Henry, followed by Monty Hooker. 
And Hooker had the most telling comment of all, probably when I asked him what the vibe was around the locker room uh, in the aftermath. And he just said, initially, it's not good, but they know that they've got to go back to work and get ready to play the Atlanta Falcons because, quite frankly, you know, they don't, what other choice do they have? So interesting that, uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, the players, they know it's a business. They, they said as such. Brable said as such. But this is the side of football that the fans don't like, the players don't like. And in this instance, it sounds like, you know, even the coaches don't like. But it's reality when you're talking about where this team is and what it needs to do to try and get better. and. You know, sometimes you have to subtract in order to add and not that, you know, they can replace Kevin Byard uh, with any one player and have them play up to the level of play. But when you have a tradable asset and you know you're in need of a rebuild, I think that's why they went down this path. You know, Terry, I mean, when you're in that locker room in particular, I mean, Kevin Byard has dressed next to you, has dressed amongst you for seven years, and all of a sudden that guy's gone, and you're expected to just, you know, remain calm all as well, when the reality is everybody that's in that locker room is wondering if they're the next guy. Sure, absolutely. I mean, you know, certain guys have to be wondering that. If you're in the last year of your contract and you're on the wrong side of 30, you've got to be wondering that especially, but... uh you know, the situation kind of is what it is for the Titans because you can't sit there and worry about it if you're Derrick Henry or Ryan Tannehill or Danico Autry. You just have to continue playing. And then if they tell, like what Derrick Henry said today, he said, until they tell me something different, I'm here and preparing to, and preparing my focus on the Falcons and trying to win a football game. So kind of. Kind of that situation for the Titans, it uh, certainly doesn't look pleasant, shall we say. And then it's probably going to be made a little bit more unpleasant by the fact that Ryan Tannehill is very unlikely to play in this game. And it's going to mean, according to Rabel, that both Malik Willis and Will Levis could play Sunday against the Falcons. Think about that for a second. What's the old saying in sports? When you have two quarterbacks, you got none. You got none. So, but I mean, but it makes sense, though, really, Terry, that he would say that both those guys could play just for the standpoint that they're the only two options. And whoever the number, again, I think I said this last week, whoever the number one is, the other one is the number two. And no doubt. So, no yeah, doubt. Yeah. And one of the things that you kind of have to look at it like this is, is simply for the fact that with with both these quarterbacks, you know, you've got one with a little bit of experience, you've got one with zero experience. So I think it's very possible that they could have uh, a set of plays for one guy and a set of plays for the other. I don't think they'll alternate like a preseason game where one of them would play one half and one play the other. But I think uh, – if you're going to see both of them, then, you know, maybe you maybe you have some tricks up your sleeve uh, to go along with it. Man, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, Sunday is going to be a – listen, you know what's going to happen Sunday, right? 
they're going to beat they're going to beat Atlanta they're gonna roll. with with two quarterbacks with Derrick Henry running some wildcat a little bit of everything they're going to empty the bag Arthur and they're going to beat the Falcons Arthur Smith's going to be so dumbfounded on yeah. on Monday morning it's just because that's that's exactly what this type That's what this team does. Oh when man. when you least expect them to win is when they win. Let me, let me throw you back to uh, a game a few years ago, and I think Vrabel was the coach then. Do you remember when, I think it was in 2018, Marcus Mariota was injured and was not able to play early in the season against the Houston Texans? Blaine Gabbert got the start, and you know they obviously didn't feel comfortable with giving Blaine Gabbert a big, thick playbook and say, go execute this. So what they did, they, they had a fake punt for a touchdown. I think that was the, actually the very first time we saw uh, the Wildcat with Derrick Henry. So it wouldn't shock me if they pull out all the stops like that again uh, on Sunday. Hmm. Terry, tell us about Zen Sports. Gladly. Zen Sports is the new sports book in Tennessee, and it's revolutionizing the way you earn sports betting rewards. With Zen Sports, your rewards are cash rewards. You bet with real money, and now you're rewarded with it, too. Earn a whopping 5% cash back welcome bonus for your first 15 days when you sign up with code MAINSTREET. That's N-A-I-N-S-T. Keep betting and keep earning every month after that with up to 3% cash back rewards on your betting volume. Best of all, you can earn cash commission on your referral bets with the Zen Sports Referral Rewards Program. Zen Sports, betting just got better. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and older and in Tennessee to bet. Smiles. These are the healthy smiles of real Delta Dental members. Folks with access to the nation's largest network of dentists and low deductible plans with 100% preventive care coverage, all backed by over 65 years of expertise. Go online or give us a call to learn about affordable individual plans that meet your needs. 1-855-844-0445. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton here as we look at this mountain of chips. <laughs> and about six burgers left. Mo, are you still hungry? I'm not hungry at this moment. There's some cookies over there, too. I'll have to go grab a cookie. I may be hungry by four o'clock. Yeah, but... I mean, we may we may need to grab a plate and just stash it away for our trip home. Because we're gonna, it's it's a long enough trip. I'm <laughs> gonna need a snack. I don't think it's going anywhere between now and four. I don't, I don't think, think so okay. either. So. Uh, here's a question though. What's up? I wonder what our next guest has been eating. I bet it's been delicious seafood. Oh man, disgustingly delicious. Yeah. Chip Walters joins us on location from <laughs> parts unknown. Correct. That's correct. <laughs> parts unknown, but whatever parts they are, I bet there's, there's a, a beach. I bet there's some sand involved. Yeah, there, there, there is sand and some water, and uh, and uh, a little trip over to see the Blue Angels this morning. So, uh, a little trip over. Okay, so, so that gives us a pretty good is. idea. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, today's their next to last 
uh, practice uh, at their home base at Naval Air Station, Pensacola. Uh, the final one is tomorrow, so I, I lucked out when I was down here that uh, that was going on. The next to last practice. Yeah, before before the end of their season. So oh, oh, so they don't they don't do this year round. No, they 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 they, they, they kind of have an off season because, um, matter of fact, they were introducing. At the end of the show today, they were introducing each of the the pilots and and were telling you know which ones were going to be coming back and which ones were going to be rolling off. And I think out of the seven, they're going to have three or four new ones next year. So it is always a, a group that is uh, it is a fluid situation is what is what it is. So we've been saying that for so long. Wow, wow. No, it's not and we're and we're all day to day, right? There's, we there's the other one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as if that wasn't proven to us yesterday. Um, Chip, how long have you been out of Murfreesboro? Well, uh, she just, proves you wrong a, right at this moment. A, a few days, a few days. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> wow. And you took the second camera down. I did. We need the second camera right about now. So, Chip, uh, you may or may not know, you may have not seen, we are live from Bosky's Grill at Willowbrook Golf Club in Manchester. Ah, okay. I, well, I, I've been there. I've actually, I've been exactly where you are, out on the patio. Out on the patio. and um, we, had a, we had a Blue Raider Blitz uh, stop there. Okay, all right. Coffee Countyans. So Chris was just mentioning the mountain of potato chips and the burgers that were left, and we were contemplating maybe grabbing a a care package as we left at the end of the show. And I said, I don't think it'll be a problem. Well, it's become chips, a problem. Chips will be a problem, at and, least, and, 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 I, and I'm and buns will be a problem, and I imagine burgers will be a problem here in the next. Well, the, those days. cookies are still over there, so I'm fixing them so to just go grab two or three. I'm just saying. Are you just gonna step <laughs> off? Just gonna step out. If you go. step out, then, if you step out, we know where you're gone, Chris. Yeah. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. At any rate, what I was gonna ask you was, has there been a Alicia Clark sighting on campus in the last couple of days? Uh, that I don't know that. I, I, the last thing I, I saw from Alicia <laughs> was. Uh, was uh i think they had a parade they did in, have a parade yesterday yeah and, and, and i did see video of her at, at the parade so okay I, I don't guess i don't think she's back uh in in nash in the mid-state area just yet but i would assume that she probably will be and would not be surprised to see her uh darken the door of the glass house uh for you know could be this friday could be next monday for lady raider exhibitions or the home opener uh, for both the men and women coming up on November 6th. Cool. Okay. All right. So she brought the chips back. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll get, maybe we're going to get I, some. I don't know if those are the chips. I think <laughs> those, those are chips. chips. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we could take some of those off your hands too, if you would like. <laughs> Chip, it, MTSU football does not play until November 4th. Is Thank that right? You. That's correct. Out at New Mexico state. And that's, uh, which I watched them play. They're well. They're back on TV tonight. I saw them play last week against UTEP, and uh, it's you know pretty impressive what Jerry Kill has, has done with them. But it's you know it's an opportunity. You know, middle coming off, you know, it, just a, a really good performance at, at Liberty, and just could not win the shootout against 
you know, the league leader right now. Um, but, you know, you hope they go into the, 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 the by quadrennial or whatever you want to call this 18 days mm-hmm. uh, with, you know, a chance to, to rest up, a chance to get healed up a little bit because during the first half of the, of that game, middle was without three starting defensive linemen. Uh, I mean, because Quindarius Dunnigan was out due to uh, a targeting call the previous week and Zalen Wood was out and you had one more out. So you Wait were going- a minute. Stop, 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 stop. Yeah. You had an offensive lineman toss for targeting? No, Quindarius Dunnigan was – he's a defensive end. Okay, my and he, he, okay. He, got, he, got, he got tossed okay. the previous week in okay. the second half in a tough call. But uh, so, you know, they, middle got off to a great start, got, an, you know, an interception on the first play. And then, you know, it was back and forth between the two, and middle actually got to 35 before Liberty did. And uh, at that point, uh, Liberty made a couple of stops and uh, were able to to get back-to-back scores and take the lead at that point. And 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 you know, and that that's it was it was kind of one of those whoever had the ball last was was gonna was gonna win that one. And Liberty was able to get the lead and then get the ball and and basically run the clock out. But you know, this team has a lot of fight and and right now at two and six they know what's ahead of them and you've got four games left and you got four games you need to win uh two on the road two at home and uh and you know all are winnable so and 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 to be honest the toughest one may be the next one at new mexico state uh, because they've uh you know they've done they've done pretty well they've beaten their uh, jerry kill got a bonus for beating their two biggest rivals this year on the road. He beat – they won at UTEP last week, and earlier in the year they won at New Mexico. So he's really turned them around and has them uh, going in a good direction. They've got a uh, really an elusive running quarterback that uh, that has a lot of lot of talent. So, uh, they're, you know, Middles will get back at it. They've kind of had sporadic practices this week to try to gain a little – extra rest but by this coming sunday they'll get back at it in their regular routine and will play four saturday games uh you know for the rest of the year but this week is the final week of the the midweek and you've got new mexico state at louisiana tech tonight also liberty at western kentucky that's going to be interesting that's at 6 30 on espnu and that then tomorrow almost guaranteed conference usa championship game spot Pretty I'm much, pretty much, pretty much. And then tomorrow night, you've got Jack State at, on the road at FIU and UTEP on the road at Sam Houston in an all-Texas matchup. And that will round out uh, the midweek. And then nobody will play again until November 4th. So tomorrow night wraps up hashtag weekday USA then. Weekday USA. I'm sorry. Mid- weekday USA, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, so with that said, Chip, and again, this this long layoff, are you at the beach for all of this? No, no, no. You're 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 very worried about my personal schedule. I'm and, very uh, worried about your time at the beach specifically. Okay. Yes, <laughs> I will. I will be at the women's. Jelly. I will be at the women's uh, exhibition game on Friday night. Friday night. Oh, so. I cannot believe college basketball exhibition games starting on this weekend. Wow. UT Southern coming. 
to the borough. That's correct. And then on Monday, it's the University of the Cumberlands, not Cumberland University. <laughs> we, we, we are familiar with both universities and, and the difference in the two. Yeah. Okay, so you'll be back Wednesday on uh, Friday. I'm, I'm, At least. I, again, I'm I'm living vicariously through you, man, yeah. because I'm. Anytime anybody goes to the beach, I love it. So it's great. I hope you're having a good time and getting well rested and prepared for this next push. There you go. It because it, it's it's going to be we're, we, when I get when we get back going again. Oh, it's going to be the overlap because uh, football on November fourth. Uh, basketball on november 6th and then it just spirals after that through, yeah. the end of, through the end of november at least you get to go to the bahamas though right do uh, you get to no. go to the bahamas no, no that's I, right because you've got i'll be in beautiful huntsville texas oh yeah <laughs> wow that's tough wow can can you see the penitentiary from where you are <laughs> i think that's great. the friday night meal is it yeah. the uh <laughs> at the yeah. cafeteria um, got a chance to spend a little time with your basketball color analyst, by the way, okay. earlier today. Um, Kyle Turnham, the Shelbyville girls basketball coach, was here for District 9-4A Media Days. That's what we're down here at Bosky's for. But um, since he's going to be doing color for both men and women this year. That's correct. Yep. And, and uh, pretty much, I mean, the schedule, it looks like it's working out pretty good. Uh, uh, obviously December, November, December games get kind of crazy because once high schools start December 1st, that, that first, before they start playing Tuesdays and Fridays normally, mm -hmm. uh, and, and colleges are playing, uh, Thursdays and Saturdays normally with a few Wednesdays thrown in there. Um, uh, you know, it's kind of all over the place, but I think, you know, it worked out it's worked out pretty, pretty good. Good. What else do we need to know about? Well, I was oh, I, I have some football schedule news. Uh-oh, talk to us. All right. Uh, football scheduling, this was put out by fbschedules.com a couple days ago, and it says that uh, Middle has rescheduled three future football games and set the date for one non-conference contest. Uh, the first being uh, the series with Duke. There's been there was a home and home scheduled with Duke. Uh, we now know that the first game of that series will be September 21st of next year in the borough, and the second game will be in 2025 in Durham. Uh, the second change. Birthday in the borough. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Second change in the 2025 non-conference schedule, uh, Middle and Austin P will play in Murfreesboro, and that will now come on August 30th instead of September 13th. And uh, one that neither of us or any of us may be around for, the uh, return game of, of Army coming to Murfreesboro uh, after Middle went up there in 2020 uh, will now be played September 4th, 20. Would like? Would you like to take a guess? Twenty. Fill in the blank. Thirty-two. Thirty-two is the correct answer. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. So, yeah, there you go. The Black Knights of the Hudson will be at Floyd Stadium in twenty thirty-two. And if Chip Walters is there, we'll be surprised. 
So <laughs> no yeah, more than no sounds, more than I would be. <laughs> it sounds as if Chip Walters has no intention of being there. Yeah. No. So. I'd love to be there. I'd love to be there for that. Oh man. Good. Um the only place he'd rather be is the beach. Yeah, there you go. Chip? Yes, sir. Enjoy. Have I some will. seafood for me. I, that uh, I can promise you that will be accomplished. So okay. um do want to remind folks if they come to the women's exhibition on Friday night, if you bring a couple of the MTSU Student Food Pantry, they're taking uh non-perishables uh, for that at, at the at the door. So uh, put you whatever's in the back of your pantry that uh, you, you'd like to help them out with, you know, go ahead and do that. And then Monday night, uh, bring the kids. It will be trick or treat. And there are a lot of folks who are going to be handing out candy. So Mo put on that Fred Flintstone uniform and uh, bring Barney Rubble there with you. And uh, y'all, <laughs> y'all might get in free and get some candy. That would be funny. That would be funny. That would be yeah, that would be hilarious. Yeah, um, you you may have started something there. I don't know. We'll we'll talk off air. Appreciate it, Chip. Um, enjoy your time down in Florida, and we'll catch up with you next week. All right, see you guys. Uh, all right, all right. It's Top Five Tuesday still to come here in just a moment. So stick around. Top Five movie franchises. A franchise means at least three. At least three. Could be ten. But at least. But at least three. three. Yeah. So stick around for that. More Main Street Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, 
is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. back for now <laughs> there we go i guess that's all we can worry with is now huh? yeah it is top five tuesday top five tuesday we'll get to in just a moment hopefully uh, if we're in, good lord willing and the internet sticks around <laughs> right now though we'll talk about the ap top 25 as we did not or didn't get to it yesterday, mm -hmm. so might as well get to it now. Georgia sticks at number one. And, you know, at this point, I've been, you know, I've been a little leery about that. Mm -hmm. But honestly, who knows? Well, and again, I've been asking this question. I think Ohio State for as long could as be. you've been wary, if not Georgia, who? Well, Ohio State and Florida State both have wins over top ten teams. Oklahoma's got a win over a top ten team. Uh, call me crazy, but maybe <laughs> a team that's actually beaten top ten teams should be ahead. That's at least somewhat agreeable, right? And it's a theory. I don't necessarily disagree with it. Which, again, that's why we have, what, 60-some-odd voters? 63. Of which Georgia received 
38 of their number one votes, their second lowest total. Yeah, Michigan is certainly gaining, which mm-hmm. is ironic into considering. <laughs> Heck of a time to be voting Michigan number one. <laughs> Georgia has been number one 19 straight weeks, which is the third longest streak at number one in the history of the poll. Oklahoma holds that record, right? Like um, 50-something? I'm not seeing that information in this article from the Associated Press. No. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. I am seeing it. I just overread it. I can't read. Georgia's number one streak is behind only Miami's streak of 21 weeks from 01 to 02. And Southern Cal's 33 in a row from 03 to 05. So, there you go. So, no, Oklahoma is not. I was thinking late 60s, early 70s, didn't they have a 60-something game win streak? I guess they weren't number one for all of it. I guess not. (laughs) Or or not for more than 19 (laughs) weeks of it. Clearly. (laughs) That's wild. Oh, man. Well, you know... Yeah, I, I mean, again, it, it could be Ohio State. I know, I know Florida State has struggled a couple of times this year. I know Washington struggled the other night. Oklahoma struggled against UCF and Cincinnati. But again, you know, Georgia struggled against a lot worse teams than those. I guess we're not penalizing folks for struggling in this season. Well, then why is Oklahoma six? I know they didn't move, but I guess they're not. I mean, heck, I don't know, man. It's just that that's the only explanation I've got. Meanwhile, Texas moved up a spot after struggling against Houston. Well, yeah, because Penn State moved down three after losing Fairly handily. I mean, mm-hmm. the score doesn't, but that they were dominated. Yeah. As I was keeping up with the score of that ball game, I mean, it, it just doesn't sound like Penn State was ever in it. Right. At any point. Okay, Oregon so. State moves up, Ole Miss moves up, Utah moves up, Notre Dame moves up. Well, North Carolina, North Carolina, dro- yeah, North Carolina drops seven spots. Louisville moves up three spots. Duke and Tennessee each fell four spots. I don't quite understand that. Alabama was number 11 and Florida State. Yeah. Number four. Yeah. But you lose to them and you fall like that. And Louisville's one loss is pretty inexcusable. Mm -hmm. But they move up three spots. But again, I'm not sure how many top 25 teams there are. Again, after 14, and James Madison snuck in. Throw them in a throw them in a pile. Liberty getting votes. Liberty is number 27. Mm-hmm. Fresno is number 
UNLV. 30? UNLV. Got a vote. Led by Barry Odom, baby. Well, they did beat Vanderbilt. They did beat Vanderbilt. Toledo getting a vote. At this point, folks are just picking a G5 team and running with them. Well, I, at this point, after 14, I might just put 10 G5 teams in there because they might be worth it. Seriously, I mean, Tulane what, is better than uh, Tulane should be ranked higher than Louisville. Rutgers is getting votes. I, I know. It's. This is the most. We, we've talked about it since 21. We've talked about the parity in college football and why there's parity. Obviously, super seniors still holding on JT Daniels. Good Lord. Uh, but the parity is here. Clearly. And if you don't think the, the, the transfer portal is doing, if nothing else is doing that. Is that good or bad? I think it's great. I'm here for parity. I want I want there to be 25 one-loss teams at the end of the year. I don't know how I asked Captain Chaos if that was good or bad. Yeah. But, but I mean, my question is more aimed at, you know, these high school kids that we watch every Friday night. It's, it's not great for them. It's not. And, I, well, okay. I'll put it this way. It's not great for the edge of the mm -hmm. area kids it's, it's, to get a chance. Now, that being said. I mean, that kid that's a power five recruit, he's going to be fine. That kid that's a mid-major slash... FCS recruit, he's in trouble. In trouble if it's if it's D one or bust. I, I, I don't know. I think he's in trouble. Period. Because once those kids hit the transfer portal from those Power Fives, you know, when TJ Finley goes to Texas State, then that's a spot that. No, I understand. I'm talking about, about D one or bust, though. You got to change your mindset. D two is there. NAI. Is and you don't football. feel like those kids are falling to D two as well? I mean, no, I think people aren't coming out of the transfer portal. I, I think people are not coming out of the transfer portal. This is the problem that the transfer portal has, because those kids are transferring from the Power Fives because they think they ought to be playing at Power Five levels. Nobody's going to get them. And they're saying, well, if I can't play Power Five, I'm not playing at all. Every kid from every level is going to have to start changing their mindset and understanding that it's not D1 or bust. And in the long run, it might end up better for those kids because they might end up in the place that they need, need to, to be. be. And here's the thing. If you outperform D2, guess what? The transfer portal exists. It's a theory. And, and I think that there are actually some kids who are starting to adapt that. Uh, you know, I'll go here and play my way up. 
to the next level. Instead of worrying about, you know, not playing. Because here's the thing. I'd rather play as a freshman and, and, and play above that level than go somewhere and not play and then try to figure out where I fit in. Like you said, though, it takes the right mindset. You gotta have, and I know that, and and I I say this, I don't mean this derogatorily, but I know ego is part of it. It's not ego as much as it is competitiveness, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I mean by that. But that's it's. I mean, you're gonna have to understand that. Yeah, you think you can play at that level. I get that. You have to think and, you can and, play and, at that level. And, and, you, may, and you may not be wrong. Go prove it. Mm-hmm. Go prove that you're too good for FCS football. And somebody will go get it. And, and there's one particular name that I'll tell you off the air, which you probably have you probably have in your head, that embodies that. Now, he's finally getting a chance to play this year, but he's at the right level play. Mm-hmm. Could have played four years if he'd have done it in the, in the first place. And there are a lot of kids out there who are just like that. Could have played four years of, of football if you'd have gone to, to the right place, to the Gulf to, South or to the OVC. Instead, <laughs> you tried to play ACC football or AAC football even <laughs> and couldn't get on the field. So, anyway, top 25. What were we saying? <laughs> was there a top 25 in there there no, there was a link to it georgia michigan ohio state florida state washington are one through five oklahoma undefeated at seven and oh is number six <laughs> texas oregon alabama and penn state which fell three spots after losing to ohio state okay round out your top 10 okay let's let let's go let's go into the to the top 25 here you said We'll start with number seven, Texas, Oregon, Alabama, Penn State, mm-hmm. Oregon State, Ole Miss, Utah, mm-hmm. and now North Carolina and Louisville. We'll start there. All with Which one loss. of those one-loss teams has the best chance of getting in to the college football playoff? Which of those one-loss teams has the best chance of getting into the college football playoff? You know the answer to that question when you ask it. Alabama. Mm -hmm. Not Texas, because they can beat the team that beat them. (laughs) And here's the thing. If both Texas Texas and Alabama are... 11 and 1 with cha- or 12 and 1 with championship with with conference championships and only one can get and in. only one can get in it's got to be Texas. But, you would think, right? I mean, in our world it is. This is college football in, playoff. In, in our world head to head means something. <laughs> in the world of college football that's it does not. ridiculous. Yeah. That's a ridiculous notion, Chris. I cannot believe you would even look at it. I really can. <laughs> Well, so here's the thing, though. If Alabama is 12 and one with an SEC championship, then they beat Georgia in the championship game, theoretically. So Georgia's out of the mix. Whomever they beat, probably Georgia. Well, it's got to be Georgia. I mean, everybody else in the East has two losses except Missouri. <laughs> and Missouri wins this weekend. They jump to like number five, right? 
<laughs> yeah, good luck with that. From 16 to 5? Mm-hmm. And then lose to Tennessee the next weekend. <laughs> that would be great. That would be that would be so twenty twenty three college football. Though. <laughs> oh, Captain Chaos would have a party. I'd have a parade. That would be <laughs> it. Would it would make sense though? Oh man, but yeah, I, I mean, sure. But what if Penn State beats Michigan and Michigan beats Ohio State? I don't think Penn State's beating anybody good. I'm just State. saying, what if? Then what? Um, 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 what if Oregon State goes the rest of the way and their only loss is, is Washington State? They've beaten Washington. They've beaten Oregon. I mean, this is my ideal college football playoff right now <laughs> would include Texas, Alabama, Oregon State, and somebody else. That would be just the perfect scenario. It would be the most ridiculous college football playoff. Is this this is the last year of the four year playoff? Yes, right? twelve goes to twelve next year. <laughs> Not soon enough for the playoff committee. No, the committee's going. Cheese. Can we just? I, I, Not motion, soon enough. Motion. Can we move this up a year, please? Because, <laughs> I mean, you again. You've got what six undefeateds and. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You've got seven undefeated counting Air Force and ten more one loss teams. Is that including Tulane? It's not. So and then James Madison is also undefeated. Who <laughs> is going to be the only undefeated team by the end of the year? Let's go. James Madison. Well, Air Force. And Air Force, baby. Let's go. For what the if national James title. Madison and Air Force both went undefeated? Well, James Madison is not eligible for a bowl. <laughs> Air Force wins. <laughs> By default. Give me Air Force, James Madison, Oregon State, <laughs> and, and Michigan, who... May or may have, may not have to vacate a title. Should they win it? Should they win it? <laughs> Give me that. Yeah. Goodness gracious. <laughs> no man, let's take a break. Our final break of the day. Top five Tuesday. Top five movie. Uh, not trilogies, but franchises. franchises. But at least which, a trilogy. Which release, yeah. <laughs> at least a trilogy. Which is unfortunate because it knocks out one of my favorites because there's only two of them. We'll talk about that on the other side break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. 
Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back into Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, Chris Yao and Maurice Patton, Justin Kulik on the controls, Stop 5 Tuesday, Mid-South 5 Fitness, Dallas Steel and the fine folks at Mid-South 5 Fitness keeping you fit. Yeah. Not, not me. You. No, not me. You. <laughs> at SteelAthletes, SteelAthletes.com. Today's Top 5. Movie franchises, which are inclusion of three, three or more movies. And and that, again, as I said, as we were going to the break, that's a disappointing cutoff to me because one of my favorites is 48 Hours and another 48 Hours, but there's not a third 48 Hours. But I did just think of one. And it'll probably be my number one. Oh, wow. Okay, Dude. okay, okay. For 72 so. hours, you would have got it. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. They made one. You've been <laughs> all right. Exactly. All right. Well, we'll start with a Google random number generator. <laughs> How random is this number generator, anyway? Well, yeah, it's really hard. It, it's It's... It's really hard to to do because it is only three numbers. <laughs> so generate. All right, it's working. Here we go. Justin, you will be number one. Mo, number three. Be number two. All right, here we go. All Justin, right. Go ahead. Bro, Uno for me, um, Star Wars got to be. Love those films. I know you could have got that at five because neither I one know. of us was going to take it. <laughs> I know, I know, but I had to. I think. was, I was a little concerned. I'm less concerned now. <laughs> if, if, if you take my number one, I will punch you on air. <laughs> well, my number one is Ocean's Eleven. Okay, you're safe. Uh, which Ocean's 11, 12, and 
13, of course. The 13 being the women of the mm-hmm. franchise. Okay. Eight, wasn't it 8 or uh, Ocean's 8? Wasn't that the women's one? I'm sorry. Oh, ahead. that's right. It sure was. You're right. Yeah. Um, my number one, and like I said, I just thought of it about 45 seconds ago. It's Friday. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Say it again. Friday. Friday, mm-hmm. next Friday, and Friday after next. There we go. Dang, that's a go on. All right. Number oh, two. It's, uh, oh, oh, it's your go. Oh, oh, oh it is my go. Because we serpentine. are serpentine. All right. Yes. I like it. My number two, then, is Beverly Hills Cop. One, two, and three. Not to get mixed up with Beverly Hills Chihuahua. <laughs> we're, hey, yeah, we're or yeah, we're serpentine when it most benefits Chris at number two. <laughs> this is how it works out. There you go. Me. There we go. Uh, I am going to go <laughs> with. Oh man, I just had it in my head and completely forgot. Uh, crap. Luck. <laughs> Well, if I, I, I maybe I can get it back. I'm gonna go with uh, Major League. Oh, that's a good one. The, Were the there three first, of those? The third one was trash. Back to the bushes. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, first, the third one was trash, but it did have three. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Italian Stallion, Rocky. Ah. Okay. Okay. Okay, and Justin? now and now it's your turn again, Justin. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's go. Godfather. Ah, that's a good one. I was, it was on my list. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Back to the Future. Nice. Sure. Watched all those in a day, and they were great. So it's my turn, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. My number three, and I have kids that were growing up during this era, I guess, so, or maybe not. Anyway, Despicable Me. Oh, that's a delightful choice. I, I, I love Gru, man. Yeah, he's he's good. Steve Carell kills it. Mm-hmm. Mo, it's my turn again. Uh, That's right. Again. Okay. Um. Um. Again, I have kids. Toy Store. That's Class. an absolutely great pick at value at number four. Mm-hmm. My number four, the Bourne series. Mm. Jason Bourne. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right, Justin. Uh, I'm going to go Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, good pick. Ooh, that is a good one. Man. Movie franchises, we could do like a top it's fun, team. yeah. This I like is, this is good. This is this is good. All right. Um, and then uh, for my last pick, throw a little bit of a wild card. Uh, I really liked the new Planet of the Apes movies. 
with Siza. And uh, James Franco was in the first one. Didn't watch him, but that's great for you. (laughs) (laughs) Your last pick? My last pick. Man, there's there's like five or six good ones. Mm -hmm. But I got to go with the Mighty Ducks. Such a good pick. Oh, my God. Oh, the, the great value in Quack. five. Bro. I will see your great value in five with the Mighty Ducks and raise it with James Bond. Nice. That's an interesting, you know, and James, so the 007, because there's like three, you could actually go with three different Franchises. franchises within yeah. that with the different actors with the actors mm-hmm. and which what is your favorite james bond era um either sean connery or roger moore um pierce brosnan not so much really was he the newest one no pierce brosnan was the 90s oh golden eye mm. Yeah, I like the earlier ones. I mean, this this dude now, what's his name, is really good. The English guy? Um, well, well Daniel, Daniel... Daniel Day-Lewis? No, no it's Daniel it? something. Yeah. He's, you know, he's solid. It's Daniel Craig. Uh, but, uh, Daniel, um, but I like the earlier guys better. Daniel Craig, yeah. 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 But I think Connery is the best. I mm-hmm. mean, he's the one who, you know iconized shaken not stirred <laughs> which is the worst way to order a martini because now it's watered down uh, we'll see i don't like either gin or vodka so i'm not well yeah but i'm just saying anyway, like if you're yeah. gonna order a martini you don't know what you, why would i'm not gonna, you I'm not gonna order any mixed drink shaken. shaken with ice that's that well except defeats a, half the purpose unless it's a margarita well yeah but the, the, you're you're putting ice in it. You know, a martini doesn't have ice in it. True. Margaritas typically come with ice in it. So I don't know. What about you? Yeah. Do what? What about y'all's Batman? Who's your favorite? Oh, see, that's another trilogy. I, yeah, there were some good ones still out. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones is a good one. Matrix. Um, the Matrix. Mm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the nineties. I, I, me not what? taking that was a big upset. By me. What about what? What about Legally Blonde? Love, love it, bro. Give love. them to me. <laughs> love Give them. me. Second was one. on my list. Yeah. Just as good as the first. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Typically, and that's the thing. Typically, after two, it's over. Mm-hmm. Like, just stop. Bad boys. Yo. Oh. Ah. What was the th- was there a third? What yes, they just had they just bad boys for oh, life. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, Spider Man yeah. was good. I don't like oh. that kind. Of- that bad. Movie, that was a gaff. Bad boys and and, and here's the, thing, the third movie always sucks. Typically, mm-hmm. almost always. Well, that's like terrible. Beverly Hills Cop three was. It, they they really kind of jumped the shark on that one, but one and two were so good. Well, and that's the thing is, but. If if your third one is good, mm-hmm. then you're you're you're. And Bad Boys third one was really good. <laughs> God, that breaks my heart. Anyway, come back tomorrow with us on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee. A lot of racing. A lot of racing tomorrow. 
we're going to go around and around in circles. We'll see you then. Make Street Sports today. Have a good one.